Welcome to the Journal Talk Podcast with Nathan Oren. Each episode, we bring you tips and tools for living with passion, clarity, and purpose. Nathan is a skilled workshop facilitator, business coach, public speaker, and co-author of the international best-selling book, The Soul of Success. Now, here's our host of Journal Talk, Nathan Oren. Welcome to episode number 73 of Journal Talk. Glad to have you here. This is, you know, I've been doing this now, this podcast, for, we're in the third year. And every once in a while, I like to stop and just take a a moment to say that despite the name and despite a lot of the emphasis, I put a lot of emphasis on journal writing and what it does and how it helps and some tips and techniques and all of that. But I want to make sure I'm being clear, journal writing is not the goal, you know, it's a means to another goal. It's a means. I've often said on this program that journaling is a process, not a product. It's a journey, but it's not the destination. Like, I'm not looking to have people just write. There, I'm sure there are people who write purely for the sake of writing. And I know that because I was one of them. There was a period of my life where I just wrote because I just needed to. I needed to get stuff down. I needed to get stuff out of me. But if I really thought that journaling itself was the be-all, end-all, trust me, I don't think I could stay interested in putting out weekly episodes on that subject just for the sake of writing. Believe me, I'm up to something much bigger than that. I'm inviting folks to consider that journal writing is a path to something else. Journal writing has proven to me to be one avenue, and in my opinion, it's the easiest, it's the best, it's the lowest price avenue to personal growth. And the goal The end game of all this is living a life of your own invention with passion, clarity, and purpose. And you've heard me interview all kinds of people on this program. Therapists, of course, yes, therapists. Journal therapy is definitely one perfect example of what I would like to share with people, but that's not even the whole picture. You've heard coaches, you've heard authors, you've heard teachers, you've heard from all kinds of people. And If you're curious to know what it means to live with passion, clarity, and purpose, if you're curious what that looks like, you know, if you want a practical example, then I offer you this interview with Jamie McQuivy. I met Jamie through another friend online, Michelle Baca. Actually, Michelle, I met, she is another co-author who contributed a chapter to the Soul of Success book with Jack Canfield, same as I did. And it's been a ton of fun uh, learning and sharing together with her. And so this is another uh, person from that tribe, if you will. This podcast is a perfect example of somebody following her dream. She's written some books. One of them just is amazing, just the title by itself, God-Centered Sensational Sex. We'll hear a little bit about that. She's got an excellent story, Jamie does, of using a journal to connect with her teenage son. So, you know, a lot of this stuff is about authenticity finding your own path, exploring yourself as though that were the journey of life. Instead of living up to a 
a, uh, a cookie cutter expectation that has been handed down. You know, Jamie compares journaling, as do many folks, but uh, you'll hear she compares it to yoga and meditation for gaining clarity and courage to walk the path that you are most drawn to. So I offer this interview as another example of talking with someone who with passion, clarity, purpose. This is somebody who's walking their talk, and uh, I'd love for you to enjoy this interview with Jamie Lee McQuivy. Welcome, Jamie, to the Journal Talk studio. Glad to have you here. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Jamie, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and what you love. I am an author. I'm a transformational coach, and I lead workshops. Mm. Um, I have a passion and a curiosity for pretty much everything. So you'll find that I, I like to talk about pretty much any subject. Wow. Wow. No taboo for you, huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Tell us about some of your workshops. What are you currently doing? Um, one of the things, I wrote a book called Stop Drifting and Start Living, and it was my journey to really living what was inside my heart. And so I teach workshops about that, about we all have something in us that's divinely centered in us that calls to us. And we, over years, we learn to shut it down because of fear, because of poor self-esteem and those things. So I lead workshops to kind of open it up. What do you really want? What do you really want to see or manifest in your life is mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. And then the other subject I talk about is God-centered sensational sex. It's about how God has designed our bodies and our marriages to be full of passion and mm. how to kind of unleash that passion. Because again, we get the messages of, no, it's dirty, we shouldn't want to, or, mm -hmm. or any negative messages that we get. And I or try it has to, get to be it. a specific way. <laughs> yes, exactly. And that I really believe that it can be used as a very valuable tool in creating intimacy and joy in marriage. Mm, wow. Wow. So no subject is taboo for you. It's okay to talk about sex on this program. Uh, I have it listed as a clean version, so we're not going to be graphic in any way, listeners, oh, wow. listeners, but, <laughs> but I find that very inspiring that you are opening up that topic. It's almost like, do you remember Dr. What was her name? The, uh, the Dr. Old, Laura? Dr. No. There was an old shriveled up <laughs> lady who was the icon of talking openly about sex. I can't remember her name right now. I'll think of it before the podcast is right probably towards the end of the podcast. I'll remember her name. She was a sex therapist. And so it, everybody felt comfortable talking to her because she just blurted out all kinds of things about sex. It was very uh, old German Jewish lady. Ruth? Yes, Dr. <laughs> yes, Ruth. Dr. Yes, Dr. Ruth. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I think she paved an important path because she started to take the shame out of these things. Yes, yes. That's right. And thank you for following that path. So you're teaching workshops on this now? I teach workshops on cruises for God-centered sensational sex. Nice. So we have you take your sweetheart on a cruise and we have a couple hours of teaching and then we go play fun in the sun and enjoy the cruise. And Oh, yeah. that sounds great. So it's in a relaxing environment. People are experiencing new things. They're eating a lot of wonderful food and yeah. they're having God-centered sensational sex. I think that's what makes it a little bit more interesting is that you're putting the God 
in there too, right? You'd be surprised how many people, when I tell them that phrase, it's almost like they can't compute that God and sex is in the same sentence. Yeah, yeah. You know? Because if it were just sensational sex, you know, that would be one thing. But God-centered mm-hmm. sensational sex, it's like, wow. <laughs> yeah, we take on, you know, that there's more than physical and emotional. You get down to the spiritual. It's a really a connecting of spirits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that creates that complete intimacy. Mm-hmm. Wow, this sounds like a great... Do you want to tell us about um, the cruise a little bit? Sure. We head to the Caribbean. We do it a couple times a year. And me and my partner, Ron, put on a fabulous workshop it's an experiential workshop. So you work with your sweetheart. And it, like you said, it's a clean environment. Mm-hmm. And it's something that really just encourages openness and fun and creativity. And for mentioning this podcast, you can get $400 off per couple. So it's 200 off per person. Oh, wow. And yeah. So you could check that out at our website, which is startlivingcruises.com. But that's really what our goal is, is to help you create the relationship that brings happiness, not only to the marriage, because that is so important, because that also extends to the family and then to the community. Mm-hmm. And so it, it starts right there with opening our hearts and minds to God and to our partner to create this amazing relationship mm-hmm. with those around you. Wow, wow. Beautiful. Start living cruises. I will uh, put a link up, but I, you know, it's always a funny thing that the timing of the release of the episode and the timing of an event like a cruise, unless you're doing several of these in a row or something like that, it's really, it's hard to, um, to get it timed, but I'll definitely share the link. And we are going to have four to six a year. Okay. All right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, So perfect. Nice. (laughs) The art of happiness. Tell us about that. All right. I truly believe that there's an art to happiness. It's something that we cultivate, that we learn and we grow. And like artists, we each have our own medium we like to work with, something that inspires us or something that helps us to learn and grow. Mm -hmm. And so I really advocate and write about finding your authentic self and going with it with no shame. And when we allow ourselves to be true and authentic, then we allow those around us to be true and authentic. And that is the art of happiness. Mm. It's the art of taking in and accepting all that is good around you and then reflecting it to others. Mm. Because when we serve others, we find joy. That's the gift. Wow. Wow. You remind me of a picture that I um, have in my mind of when you say it's about serving others, you know, there's this picture of this huge banquet table filled with all kinds of great food. I mean, just the most exquisite, beautiful, ripe fruits and um, pastries and just every ice cream and, and just all, and all the great food that you would love to eat and giant table and everybody has a, a space at this like this is the picture of it's not the picture of heaven believe it or not it's the picture of hell you know a, a um, an icon if you will of hell and people are sitting at this banquet table but they can't eat any of this stuff because the spoons and the forks that they have are longer than their arms they can't fit it into their mouth so all they have to eat with are these tools that they can't 
reach their own mouth because it's too long. Like the spoon would be as long as a shovel yeah, and, and the fork would be as long as a rake. So they can't possibly put it in their own mouths. And so they suffer at the table because they can't enjoy this food as they're trying to eat it. And then the other picture is the picture of heaven where it's exactly the same scene, the big banquet table with all this wonderful food. The only difference, and it's even the same instruments to eat with, the only mm-hmm. difference is that people are feeding each other. And that's really what it is. I mean, whenever we hoard something, it won't bring us a lasting joy. Mm-hmm. It's about sharing our gifts, our talents, our ideas, our possessions, our whatever we have is meant to be shared. And I love the irony of that is that then we get more back. Right. We keep giving away and we keep getting more back. It's like we can't can't give enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonderful. So the where's the tell us about the book a little bit more. Where can people find out about the book? I have the two books. So two they can books. be found on my website. Yeah, which is jamiemcquivy.com. And so the first book is the Stop Drifting and Start Living. And it's how I went from having an amazingly perfect little life in Iowa. Husband had a great <laughs> job, great healthy children, and I was miserable. And I fought it for years because I thought, oh, I'm just being selfish. And I try to get involved in the community. And then I was on a walk one day and I was saying my prayers. And I just had this amazing thought come into my head that says, you have an amazing life, but it's somebody else's life. It's Mm, not yours. mm. And I was stunned. And so I started doing some introspection. Anyway, a long story short, I ended up, my family, we completely changed things around. We ended up teaching English in China for a year. And it's the lessons that brought me to actually living, you know, not Mm -hmm. just drifting along or following someone else's lead, but to really living my life with purpose and intention. So that was my first book. Can I ask you, so what was the wake up moment when you noticed like you've had this great life, but you just realized that, gee, this isn't me. It's not what I wanted. This is what somebody else. And and if it's okay to ask, you know, like, where did you get that life? How did you end up there? And what woke you up to the fact that you had a whole different dream? Well, I had always just like I think most people want to do things, but they put them off. I'll do that in the future when that time comes or ooh, wouldn't that be cool type of things. And so instead of living those dreams or living those inspirations, Mm -hmm. which I believe come from our divine nature. Mm -hmm. God gives us dreams to fulfill them. We wouldn't be allowed these dreams if there weren't a possibility for fulfilling them. Mm. And so I had been drifting, you know, where you you just kind of do, you know, you I'm going to, when I graduate high school, I'm going to go to college. After college, I'm going to get married. I'm going to have children. (laughs) I'm going to, and it's just that cookie cutter. Yeah. That map that everybody got when they, somewhere in your early preteen years, you got this map handed down to you. Yeah. And kind of told what you could do, what you couldn't do, what was acceptable and what was crazy. And I've always been a little bit on the crazy side. And so (laughs) I... (laughs) I've always just kind of stifled it, you know, and I did little things that were crazy, you know, like I backpacked Europe with just my girlfriend after high school instead of going to college, which was like crazy. Um, (laughs) And then it got to be the voices just get louder, like you can't quiet them, Mm. or I couldn't 
quiet them, you know? So it got more miserable because here I am, you know, gardening and I'm dreaming about traveling. I'm dreaming about teaching and I'm dreaming about speaking and writing. It wasn't as fulfilling. And so that was kind of that moment where I go, when I felt, when I had that moment, which I believe is God's voice speaking to me saying, it's not that you're selfish. It's not that it's not right for someone else, mm-hmm. you know? And it, so that allowed me to let go of it, not as a, this is a horrible thing. I can't do it and put my life behind me, but more of a awesome. So I can walk my own path and leave this path to someone else. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah. You had this moment of inspiration and you realized you were drifting along and now you're going to start living your own and tell us what you did. This is the most amazing part. (laughs) Well, so I went and I told my husband who is just an amazing person. And I said, honey, you know, we've been living this way for 15 years. Can we live my way for 15 years? And so he kind of raises his eyebrow like, uh-oh, here it comes. <laughs> what did I get myself into? <laughs> and his work was going to transfer us to another city and another um, state. And he didn't like his job well enough to do that. So we started talking about alternatives. And so I came up with a plan, a crazy plan. I said, why don't we teach English in a foreign country. So we had this two-year plan. Okay. And so I'm a planner. So I decided to, you know, get the kids' passports, and I decided to sign us up for a, a class on teaching English as a foreign language certificate. Yep, yep. uh-huh. And to really do that. And then I said, I'm going to put in some resumes just to get my toes dipped in the water, see how it is. Okay. Because I'd been self-employed for so long. And so I did. And that first day I got five or six responses. And there was one in particular that really wanted our family. They really want us there. We're going to pay us well. So I told my husband about it. He was at work. I called him and I told him and he said, we were talking about how fun that would be. And I said, well, it's not the time. He said, yeah, it's not the time. So I'm going to call and I'm going to, you know, decline. He said, okay. So I hung up the phone and I went to the computer to write them back and say, you know, this is not the time that we're going to do this, maybe in a couple of years. And I physically couldn't write the letter. Oh, wow. And so I said, you know, I'll write it after lunch. So I got up and I walked away and started going to make lunch. My husband calls me and he says, honey, did you send that letter? I said, no, I didn't. And he goes, don't send it. He goes, I just have a feeling you just can't send it right now. I said, okay. Mm Mm-hmm. So he came home and we went on a walk. And by the end of our walk, we had decided to accept the job. So within six (laughs) weeks, we had rented out our house, packed up, sold everything, and were on our way to China to teach English for a year with our three children. Wow. That's incredible. Well, good for you. And how's it been since? Amazing. You know, it really is a step in the dark sometimes, and you just have to have that leap of faith. And there's these incredible moments where I absolutely see my path. And then there's these moments where I'm going, all right, Jamie, let's just keep going. You've got this. (laughs) (laughs) But now my husband is doing something that he loves doing Mm -hmm. and that he would have never had the opportunity to do. And when you came back, How long has it been since you've been back from China? We got back July of 2015, so just a a little bit, just a few months. Yeah. Yeah. So 
So now you're back and your life is on a still a completely different course than it ever would have been, even though you're back here in the States and you're still living out a dream and you've got these experiences that you never would have had otherwise. Yes. And I find that when I'm living the life, you know, that I feel like I'm feeling it, I'm in the flow, that opportunities just present themselves. Like even the opportunity to speak here with you about something that's so important to mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, very good. I want to go into a little more detail about uh, the Jack Canfield stuff and a great story you have about journaling with your son. Uh, we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, can we jump on those topics? Absolutely. All right, we'll be right back. This is Journal Talk with Nathan Oren. Will you be celebrating a birthday or anniversary, getting married or ready for retirement? You can honor and deepen your experience of important milestones and periods of transition through journaling. Get a free five-day course, including an audio workbook and daily journal prompts at www.easyjournaling.com forward slash transition. Learn to access your inner guidance system through important life decisions. Experience support and comfort during difficult periods of stress, grief, or loss. Journaling Through Transition is a course designed to help you tap into inner wisdom and peace during life's ups and downs. Register for free at easyjournaling.com slash transition. And now back to more journal talk. We're back with Jamie McQuivy, and she's got two books, Stop Drifting and Start Living and Sensational Sex. Great book titles, and um, you could say that they go together. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That would be funny if they were subtitles for each other. Uh, The main title is Sensational Sex, Stop Drifting, and Start Living. (laughs) Yes, you could be a little bit creative with that. That would be fun. (laughs) Or Stop Drifting and Start Living, Sensational Sex. (laughs) (laughs) Either way, you win. Either way. Right? (laughs) Yeah, that's great. Tell us about your uh, time with, uh, well, one thing I want to, you know, this is a journal talk uh, program. And so <laughs> I want to ask you how about your journaling style and what you do. What are some of the benefits that you've experienced in journal writing? How has journal writing supported you during all of these wonderful choices that you've been making? If you could tell us a little bit about that, Jamie. Okay. I've always been a little bit of a journal writer. I have several journals growing up, but they have gaps, these big gaps. But mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but what I found was that kept me very focused in doing my journal writing is allowing myself to be eclectic, mm. allowing myself to journal the way I needed it at the time. Mm. And so sometimes that's a big five page, you know, get all my emotions, thoughts, feelings, dreams, aspirations out on paper. And sometimes it's a thought that I want to really focus on. Mm. Or sometimes I journal with my left and right hand. And so that gives me a dialogue between my emotional and intellectual side. Interesting. Yeah, I found it to be so helpful. In fact, my mom just did it for the first time and she's a believer. Um <laughs> I don't get much written with my left hand. I'm such a right-handed person that when I try writing with my left hand, it's like I can barely form the words. And maybe the left-handed personality is still like, you know, hasn't reached his writing years yet. (laughs) He's a young boy. He's a very young boy. And one thing that I think that that's fabulous about with the left hand, because I'm I'm really dominant right-handed as well. 
But what I find with my left hand is that I only write important things because it takes me so long <laughs> to ah, write it. Okay, okay. So, so that's the thing about slowing down makes you really yes, think about what you're being yeah. intentional. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And so it's not like you're going to write a paragraph with your right hand and then a paragraph with your left. Usually okay, it's like good, a paragraph good. with your right and a <laughs> sentence with your left. Okay. You know, and so that's one of the things that I found very helpful is allowing myself to try different things, to try different ways, books with lines, books without lines, different colors. If I'm in a mood for a different color, I've done where I draw pictures mm. or whatever allows me to come out. So it's really like inspiration and intuition based. Mm -hmm. Um, and I find that when I'm writing, let's say my five pages of information that I'm more just have an overflow of information I need out. Mm. And so for me, it centers my mind. And sometimes I don't even realize I'm feeling something till I'm actually writing it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, wow, where did that come from? And so, you know, I've had moments where I've realized that I need to forgive somebody and that I hadn't realized I'd even held on to it. Mm. And so my journal has helped me repair relationships. Yes. My journal has helped me. Honestly, one of the exciting things is, you know, when you have something you want to do and you keep it locked in your head, and then if you write it down, it becomes real. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know? Like it's almost like so, so, ad admitting it to yourself or coming yeah. out to yourself about this plan or this thought or, yeah. And then when you write it down, it becomes empowering. Like I can do this, <laughs> you know, I, okay. And then you can even ask yourself, I ask myself questions all the time. How can I do this? And then I pause for a minute and it's like, the answers come. For me, it's another form of meditation. I'm a big yogi. I taught yoga for years. Mm -hmm. And it's like saying there's only one type of yoga. There's only one type of meditation. There's only one type of journaling, which is crazy. It's yeah, not true. Yeah, right. But when we settle into our own ways of doing things, then we, and that's what we're talking about, becoming our authentic self here. Yes. Is that some people are really wordy. I'm kind of a talker. My husband <laughs> isn't, but what he says, he makes sure matters. Right. If that makes sense. That's how I use my journaling is like therapeutically, what do I need from it today? Right. And allow it to serve me rather than being the master over me. Yes, yes. Wow. And I just love that, you know, you're talking about, you know, being able to change it around, to change it up. It doesn't have to be one way for even one person to pick, you know, one way for the rest of their life is limiting, you know. It's like saying you're going to be the same person for the rest of your life. I yeah, hope not. I hope not. <laughs> you know, we're all evolving. We're all growing. So should our style of journal writing. Yes. Jamie, going back to repairing relationships, you mentioned, you know, some of the healing that has taken place. Tell us about some of the frustration you've had with your son. Okay, I have a beautiful, amazing 13-year-old son, and he just had his birthday. And he and I are very similar, but very different at the same time. Mm -hmm. And we tend to butt heads. And when we talk... Hmm. I, I haven't heard of <laughs> that ever happening before with a, a mom and a teenage son. Right. <laughs> And one of the things I didn't want to happen was my words to harm him. Mm. And that's kind of my tone. I have 
my tone wasn't helping. The way I was wording something, I'd have to backtrack. So um, I wanted our communication to be healthy, thoughtful, and intimate between just the two of us. Mm-hmm. So I came up with this idea. I was talking out loud with some friends, and it just came out of out of the sky. You know, again, mm-hmm. I, I'm a big God believer, and I believe that He gives us inspiration. I believe that He, as I was praying about this and searching, that He just gave me this answer. Sure, sure. And, and the answer was to journal with my son, and that was a Sunday while I was at church. And then, interesting enough, I had a Christmas party after that. And I won a journal. <laughs> and so, so I don't So think if I you're a believer in signs. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked at him like I was so excited. Nice. And so I came home and I wrote my son this letter in the journal. And I told him how much I loved him and how excited I am at the man he's becoming. And that I wanted our relationship to flourish rather than flounder. And just really shared my feelings with him and how I wanted this journal to work. And then I would ask him just a silly question, just something that he and I could discuss, mm. whether it's, um, you know, if you had a choice to explore space or sea with no money attachments and no limitations at all, which would it be and why? Or something like that, mm-hmm. something that would just spark conversation. Yeah, so you're giving him little journal prompts back. Yeah. And so then he wrote me back and he's able to tell me how he feels about things and express his emotions. And then he's been giving me journal prompts. Wow. And what a gift. What a gift. I can imagine getting a letter from your mom that's, you know, three, five, whatever, how many pages. That's just the the truest truth from her heart and really trying to, you know, really trying to dedicate. Because I, I would imagine one of the conflicts with, you know, any parents and especially teenagers is getting, you know, the real authentic person, you know, spending time instead of all of the, you know, the cynical, whatever, mom, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> and just really being able to get down to what's really going on heart to heart. So, wow. So how has that been? Is he catching the drift? Is he able to ride with you on this, uh, on this journey? You know, he's doing fabulous. We have the the thing where he puts it on my pillow when he's done writing it. I put it on his pillow. But, I mean, I've seen parts of him that I didn't know really existed as deeply as they do. For example, I use my journaling as an opportunity to express my gratitude for what he does throughout the day so he feels wow. appreciated. Okay, okay. But he turned around and he said, Mom, I noticed that you work really hard and I'd really like to help you. What can I do to wow. make your life easier? Wow. And I was just, you know, he sees things. He notices things. He said, you know, with one of them, he's like, I'm really trying to learn to love my brother, his little brother who they, they argue a lot. Mm-hmm. And he's like, could you give me some ideas to improve our relationship? As a mother... Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Wow. It makes me want to cry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I could just and imagine getting something like that. That's just what a treat. Yeah. And that's the thing is it. I've always known he's wonderful and beautiful, but to see him write down his thoughts and his feelings mm-hmm, mm-hmm. has been like 
I just sit there and look at him even and when I'm not journaling with him and I look at him, I'm like, I wonder what's going through that mind. It's beautiful. Yeah. You know, it's funny. It's typically the teenage, that's your, that's your tough man, especially for a guy. I would imagine for a girl as well, a young woman coming into her own, you know, wanting to be tough, wanting to be independent, self-sufficient, and yet, you know, opening up and sharing such tender you know, such uh, tender insides. You're saving these letters, I hope. Oh, it's in a journal. And it is. Yes, it's definitely. Okay, so this is all in a book that goes in a book back and forth. Nice, nice. And so it just gets yeah, rotated between our pillows. Nice, nice. Wow, that's going to be a treat for him to read when he's your age. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping, you know, and so I've been able to put down on paper, things that I've learned, like today I learned about da da da. So he can reread those things. Yeah. Yeah. He can have a piece of me wherever he goes. Yeah. That is wonderful. That is wonderful. We didn't get to talk about Jack Canfield. Jack. Jack's wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) You want to share a few things about Jack Canfield and then we'll do one more sharing about the, where people can reach you and get a hold of you. Sound good? Sounds great. What about Jack? Jack Canfield is most known for his books, Chicken Soup for the Soul. Yes. However, he's written a book called The Success Principles, and I was privy to read that. And that is an amazing um, book compiled of how to be successful in life. And the first one I love and I teach over and over and over, and that's taking 100% responsibility for your life, your choices, and your results. Mm-hmm. And so... I ended up going to one of his trainings. So I'm a certified um, Jack Canfield trainer. Oh, congratulations. Thanks. But, you know, it's one of those. He is an inspiration on doing what exactly we're talking about, finding our authentic self. And for me, coupling that with the journaling of seeing my growth, you know, putting things down that help me to focus so I can be successful. So, Jack and his books are great opportunities for growth in this field as well. He's also one of the kindest men I've ever met. We were surrounded by 350 people. I just had one question to ask him. I snuck up just between sessions. Okay. And I was like, I don't want to take any of your time. You know, I just have a question for you about something that was very personal to me. Okay. And he stopped what he was doing. And you have to know, this man is older. I think he's like 75. And he's doing five days, all day training. And he puts his arm around me. And next thing I know, I'm crying. He's talking me through something. He's telling me (laughs) um, how special I am. And I mean, just a gem of a person. Yes, yes. So he makes people feel special by sharing his love. He's just an example to me of of showing my love for others and because everybody is a child of God. Yeah, yeah. Everybody has has that spark of the divine, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. This is so wonderful. Jamie, it's been great uh, talking with you. Tell us how we can find your books and where could we get a hold of you. And if you have anything special uh, for the Journal Talk listeners, now's the time. Yes, I will have a special download at jamieleemcquivy.com for all the listeners here slash um, Journal Talk. Okay. And 
there you can find my books and I've written also a journal there. So you can check that out. Nice. Um, you keep a public for, journal too? No. What I've done is <laughs> I've, I've <laughs> I should, <laughs> um, that's probably next on the agenda, but I've written a journal 45 days to finding joy. Okay. Coupled with 45 days to finding success and how to journal and create that intention. Nice, nice. And then for the cruises, you can visit Stop Drifting, Start Living Cruises and then mention Journal Talk or Nathan, your name, and they can get $200 off per person. Wow, wow. $400 off per couple. Yeah. Okay, wow. And those cruises are amazing. They really, uh, it's fantastic that you're doing that. Oh, they have... You know, they're all luxury and they're world-class entertainment, amazing food. And who couldn't use some time on the beach with their sweetheart? So Right. Not to mention, you're going to be talking God-centered sensational sex. That's right. <laughs> and, you know, that's one way to get um, a spouse on there, I think. Yeah, yeah. That might... <laughs> There's a pretty specific promise. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, I, I take it you assign homework. I assign homework, yes. <laughs> yeah, and long-term homework. It doesn't stop there. Of course. Good. Good for you. Jamie, it's been great talking to you. Thank you so much uh, for your time. Is there any? Do you have any uh, closing words or anything else you would like uh, the, the audience to consider? Well, thank you, Nathan, first of all, for inviting me. And, you know, if I had words for the audience or things to consider, is journaling without expectation, allowing the fear and the judgment, anxiety, stress, all of that to kind of fall aside and listen to your heart and to what your intentions are and go with it. And with that comes the peace and creativity and inspiration that you need to live authentically and to stop drifting and start living your life. Mm, Very good. Thank you so much, Jamie. We'll stay in touch, and uh, I'd love to hear how these cruises are going and how your books are doing. Awesome. Thank you so much, Nathan. All right. This episode of Journal Talk is copyright and brought to you by Write for Life, a web resource for living with passion, clarity, and purpose through journal writing. Find us online at www.writeforlife.us, spelled W-R-I-T-E, the number four, L-I-F-E dot U-S. Thanks again for listening to Journal Talk. Da, da, da.